Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. And welcome to Movie Gang in the Morning. You're listening to Mr. Sticky and P Dog. <laughs> How are you guys this week? I don't know why me and Peter became radio shock jocks, but that just happened. Also, Honestly, Mr. Sticky. If we were on the radio, that would be really fun. I needed to come up with something better than Mr. Sticky. That was pretty bad. I don't even know what this alternate terrible Jack Ego is, but it's it's really bad. Uh, but th- of course, Ego. you're joined this week with Peter Dancy, and of course, I am Jack Newman. Thanks for topping in to the Movie Gang podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about The Dark Tower, a Stephen King adapted, uh, well, novel to now film adaptation. And uh, I'm excited to see what you have to say about this, Peter. What'd yeah, you- because... I- yeah, because because I have no like past history with any of the source material. Like I like like the, the the book series was something that I knew about when I was younger. Like kind of vaguely over here in left field, but it was never something that like I actually read. So to so, and I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing like you like you read them. So it's, right. so it's so it's interesting how it's like one person knows the stuff, and I'm just like I know absolutely nothing. I, I'm in, I'm interested, and I want to approach it from that perspective too. Because, uh, right. I mean, I, I, every fan of this source material in terms of an adaptation is going to say that this is bad on the basis of it being an adaptation or right. an adaptation that does not take into account very much the source material. But we'll, we'll get there because first, yeah, yeah. we got to talk about the trailer of this week. And it was, oh, God, you, I know you've seen it. You were talking about it in chat. Uh, yeah. it's the Bruce Willis one. What was it? It was um, Death Wish. Death Wish. Thanks, babe. Uh, my girlfriend is in the background. If you can hear the sweet sounds of Final Fantasy VIII, that is because she is playing it on the Dude, TV behind yes. me. Squall. And oh I, my god! I know, I know. He is. He, yeah, he's he's a. Who, who's your favorite? Uh, are you, he's the most handsome man in the room. Yeah, I'm more of a Renona. <laughs> I'm a Renona <laughs> man myself. Face. Renoa, apparently I just, I'm a poser according to my girlfriend. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I prefer Final Fantasy X. I know that's awful. Um. <laughs> no, I, no, I enjoyed I enjoy X. Like, of, of the few Final Fantasy games that I've played, like, that's one of, that is one of them, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's just, uh, uh, unlike those 12 heathens. Um, okay. <laughs> Zodiac Age, out right now, Making actually. everybody friend- hate us. What did you think of the trailer for Death Wish? This was an interesting trailer because it's like, we already have taken one, two, and three, and then we already got the trailer for Jackie for Jackie Chan in The Foreigner earlier this year. So it's like, why are we getting this movie? Like, that's literally my thought. Like, why it, are we getting this? It's movie? really sad to see, like, the action star the action stars that really matter to me, like, kind of bowing out and doing these, like, sub-genre things. Like, specifically right. Jackie Chan and The Foreigner, like, removing the happiness from Jackie Chan films. Since, you know, Jackie Chan is the only person that's ever done action comedy and made it work. And now right. that he's going away, action comedy is going to be something that, like, ceases to exist, essentially. Um, so it's it's terrifying to see that. And now that, like, you know, Bruce Willis is another bit, like, you know... When Bruce Willis was Bruce, Bruce Willis was first Words cast, yeah, hard. yeah, I know. When he was first cast as like 
a badass in like uh-huh. Die Hard, he was right. cast there because he was not the general conception of what a badass was. Like he was this balding sort of everyman, every a little man, bit pudgy yeah. around the sides, and like he Die Hard was such a big deal that it took on this this uh, this you know area in the canon like in the zeitgeist and like over time the bald bruce willis sort of became the concept of a badass so like you go back and watch die hard and you're like that's yeah, bruce willis he's badass and he just it's not really the point that the original filmmakers are trying to get across that this is like oh it's an everyman and he can do things and it's kind of cool and there's like this whole like level of joke that's just lost to time <laughs> it's just, just, just in right. terms of like how like the impact of that movie like affects how the movie is seen in retrospect i mean that's true of all movies but this one is just like it's interesting that it's like a whole joke or a, the, one of the premises of the movie as a whole is just lost in the yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like it's like when you take like a, a different a different anime series across the years and, and how and how there are certain ones where, where they and, and and i know you i know you've talked about this before um on on, on, on animania i think oh, you um, listen. Where, <laughs> I know you do, but like when there's like evidence that we all listen to each other's shows, it like it really warms the cockles <laughs> yes. of my heart. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, true, but uh, but yeah, uh, um, there are several anime, several anime series, or, or even movies across, across the years where, where they will take a certain genre and like break it down and 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 like and have different characters where it's like this character is purposefully trying to be this thing for the sake of making fun of, of making fun of how it usually is. But then that somehow just becomes how everyone mm-hmm. sees it. And it completely changes everything about a genre. And it's like, right. that's not what they were trying to right. do. Which is like famously in Eva and, uh, in neon Genesis Evangelion, there's a, there's yes, a yes, woman yes. in there called, uh, Ray and you know she is sort of a critique on the classical expectations of Japanese women and she kind of became like this archetype that appears in harems and so it's yep. sort of in its oh, own way really messed time. up and it's it's yeah. interesting too because like the uh, the issue is that you can see in anime a lot of times and I'm not going to defend anime because like since there's like 40 new shows a season there's like a hill of bad stuff uh, so and it's it's interesting because we just tend to it just seems that like the rate of like anime that comes out is so quick that we get good uh-huh. stuff and we just remember the good stuff and that's why it seems like you know you have maybe a good few shows every season but if you're in the trenches watching this stuff there's a lot of crap out there so I'm not saying anime right. produces stuff faster or better but what I am saying is that modern movies don't produce stuff fast enough to critique itself i.e. we don't get like. We don't get movies that come out and are now like that's that's the point. Die Hard was kind of making a critique upon its of action movie genre, and we don't get that sort of that sort of take on action movies nowadays. Now I'm sure somebody can point out an example in recent history. I'm sure I'm wrong on some stick. Yeah, like there has to be something that, that we're missing. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. It's like you know when you look back on the like when you look back on the eight, like the seventies and you're like, oh, music was so much better then. Yeah, if you cherry picked all the best songs from the seventies and the ten years, which year is time literally span, what we do. It's so, exactly yeah. what you do. Of course you do. You're like, oh, it was Beatles or you know, fucking all this stuff. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Look at you, Sean. I know, I know. Well, uh, that's the other thing too. Is is <laughs> sorry. <laughs> If you uh, the second you started to make that point, I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah. <laughs> if you, I think it's also true. If you like, like we're doing it to the '90s now. Like you know, CNN oh, was yeah. running the '90s thing the other day, and they were talking about the '90s. And they, as soon as you start doing the highlights of a ten-year time span, you're like, you know, the '90s were pretty great. <laughs> they didn't seem that great yeah. when I was in them, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but looking back on them, you know, the good old days, it's like it was not, a, not entirely yeah. good. 
don't know. Were they? <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of bad things happened. All right, let's move on to the Dark Tower. But first, for you, the listeners, the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm going to actually say it right. Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is an online service that's going to send you a like a, essentially a crate. It's going to drop you that crate as in some sort of loot based delivery device a device of delivery contraption late yes a crate that is by delivery anyways it's gonna send you a box and it's gonna have some sweet swag in it and then you pay for that service every month and they're gonna send you cool stuff and you can see go online right now to lootcrate.com you go go check out this month's box and uh, hop on now and go check it out all right <sighs> the dark tower Roland yeah. Dischain. Okay. The last gunslinger. Yeah. I know it's actually yeah. the name of the book, but whatever. The last gunslinger is locked in an eternal battle with Walter Odim, also known as the Man in Black. The gunslinger must prevent the Man in Black from toppling the Dark Tower, the key that holds the universe together. With the fate of the world at stake, two men collide in the ultimate battle between good and evil. Yeah. So this is this is again uh, this has been a long production adaptation of Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, uh, which is essentially uh, Stephen King's uh, essentially his version of Lord of the Rings uh, because it's a it's it's a long running series. It ties into a lot of the essentially what became known as the Stephen King verse. Uh, mm-hmm. You have children uh-huh. that shine, you know, vis a vis the Shining. That's and they literally say it in this movie. Uh, it's not as direct in the book. They they, they don't say. They don't say he shines in the book. Like they're very overt about the fact that you know it's really funny to think that this is like this movie ties into The Shining in like a movie based universe. It's so way. weird. That's not, so weird to think not, about. Not intended, but like it's still right. Like, yeah, but it's like mm. yeah, holy crap! <laughs> it's like this ties into Carrie and The Shining. Holy crap! <laughs> like, who knew? Yeah. Well, it's actually interesting because I was going through the other day through like Stephen King's filmography, and I just I cannot believe how much stuff he's done that has actually gotten made. Uh, but this has been, this has obviously been something that was like, like, you know, it's a huge sprawling book series. I read it several years ago. So it's, uh, it's just, it's very, it's very different than this. Cause this is a pared down adaptation. So it's very hard for me to get on board with this kind of piece because it I, is, I figured it would be like yeah. kind of dumbed down a bit. Yeah. Well, it is dumb. It's not even dumbed down. It's, it's almost to the point of not being recognizable as the original concept. Ah, it's okay, it's, it's gotcha. very it's like because the, they're pulling from almost four or five of the books for this Ooh. and you know because there's other villains like walter is not like the, he's the man in black but there's also the crimson king there's other villains in which there you got in, which we got an allusion to with like graffiti on the walls exactly there was there was like allusions to stuff going on in the background but i think maybe that's the issue is that you know it either it it, it did a good job but i think that there's my biggest takeaway from this film is that it was clear that there was some sort of studio chop job at the end to like put it towards, you know, kind of doing the strong thing about this movie, which making it into like a, a like kind of a like more of a stripped down narrative, like a good versus evil, like stripped down narrative. But uh, let's start. Let's go ahead and start uh, with you, Peter. I don't want to I don't want I don't actually don't want to sway you before you get a chance to actually say because I know you didn't hate this movie. Right. No, like, like, I, like I said um, at, at, at the beginning of the episode, I have read none of the books, so I have no idea what in the world you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, 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 but just from the trailers and the commercials that I saw and like, and knowing the premise like Oh, the dark tower universe ending proportions. If it's, if it's get, if it's taken down and everything, the, 
there, there was a scale of epicness that was missing from me that just made this movie seem it's like this made this movie seem like there's more stuff that could have been done or that they wanted to do but kept it from being like this is good shit but instead it was like this is an average story about good and evil that you've probably read about five times in the past 10 years mm-hmm. yeah I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't horrible i don't think but it's like it could have definitely been better yeah, I think I think that's the thing is that like it's definitely picking from timelines, but the, like there's moments in this movie where they're like making allusions to things, but not giving it the breath to let it happen. I.e. Right. like this, like the girl character that Walter burns her face. Mm. Like there's all this going okay. on and she has a part in the books and there's all this other stuff going on in the background. But like, it's just like you're like, whoa, where is this going? And it doesn't go anywhere in context of the movie. Okay. Because it's like, uh-huh. and it's like the guy, and like, the, and it's also like the guy at the base with like that's like you know you know the guy, oh, what is he in? Cabin in the Woods. He's a stoner from Cabin in the Woods, right? Seeming right. super super out of place in <laughs> this animal in this animal henchman fortress. Um, His animal henchman fortress with like the like the face grafting and stuff and yeah. <laughs> How do you miss that as parents? How do you miss that? I was about to say, though it does seem, it does seem, it's very, it's very, uh, like Stephen King in some of the regards, like it has this like sort of like Percy Jackson vibe to it going oh, on yeah. in terms of like, you know, it's like, you know, the kid knows better, but like the parents don't understand. And I don't know, I guess like usually I, I don't like to support like parents being right, but I don't like, <laughs> this is not a movie for like people with actual psychosis because they're not overcoming it. Sure. Cuz it's, it's like it's like classical psychosis things. It's like, yeah, the people the people in the black suits are out to get me. Ah. And it's like there's like a lot of stuff and moments like that. But I I I overall, I think that it's like it it is an abomination undoubtedly in my mind to the books and what the books represent. Uh-huh. Um but outside of that, I still don't necessarily know that it works as a good movie overall. I don't I don't despise it. I still think King Arthur is a way worse fucking movie that I've seen recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, still, Jack, if you want to go hear me like land blast a movie, uh, it's still the worst movie I've ever reviewed in terms of yeah, my you, reviews. Yeah. You gave that movie a one I or gave a zero? I gave I that movie it. a one. I've never given anything a, a zero. I don't know what a zero would constitute. Oh, God. like like I, uh, I, the movie would specifically have to be like a like a segment of lights and sounds that caused me to have a seizure and murdered me. Like that's what is wow. like this the movie would physically have to be complicit in my murder to, to get a zero. Very specific. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I am. I dread to think of what would constitute giving a zero to, but I, thankfully we have not seen anything even close to that. Um, well, so, save for King Arthur from you, but you know, daisies, that's story. daisies, the French film daisies. It's pretty bad. Uh, um, let's have a com- We'll have another comment. There are, yeah, there, we'll, we'll talk about it later. There's shit out there, dude. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but like, <laughs> there's some really, if you like really dig into it, there's some really bad shit out there, but not even like the funny kind of shit like Sharknado. Um, mm. I guess, like, let's go ahead and get into some of the characterizations, because some of the interesting things is that you have kind of a flipped narrative. Uh, you have, you know, Idris Elba reprising his role as the most, uh, like, switched cast black guy ever in terms of, yeah. like, you know, it, it, I love it that, like, people get upset about it, but I think he's perfectly cast in this role, to be entirely I do, honest. too. There was that level of seriousness. I was just like, this man. Yeah. Yes, and, it, and it's really funny to me, because, like, 
one of the things I was watching this movie and I love some of the concepts that King plays with. And there's a lot of cool concepts in play. Like, you know, essentially I would have really preferred that Matthew McConaughey kind of like as a, like a devil character more than actually being a sorcerer was more cool in the concept. Cause it would be, yeah. When, whenever he was on screen, even though he was supposed to be like this huge antagonist, he like who could, who could, who could clearly, you know, do things like, like just burn, make, make, make just burn someone, stop them from breathing with the word. He never seemed like he never he never seemed like just immediately threatening to me whenever well, he was on. Well, especially screen. since it's stupid that he's like he like couldn't kill Idris Elba's character, um, like for some. But like, reason, but like that animal managed to reason? like. No, he didn't really give a reason as to why yeah. he just let him wander the desert. He just can't. Yeah. Like there was never a reason. Well, no, I think he can. He just like he was just like I'm being mysterious. And then like later on, it was like it was just like silly because it's like all you needed to do is surround Idris Elba because like that animal was able to stab him and almost killed him if he hadn't got antibiotics. Yeah. But I, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, get, <laughs> I there's so many concepts in play here that I really like, and there's so many tableaus like Idris Elba as like a gunslinger going through like a deserted like post-apocalyptic land. It's so sexy looks cool. in so, so many cool. ways, and it just doesn't uh, thematically work up to any moment ever for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like him getting the bullets and actually going on a rampage through like the New York City like gang. Uh, well, I mean, they're evil henchmen, but like the gang area, that's so cool right. on so many levels. That was cool. But then the climactic fight between him and Matthew McConaughey is just really stupid. It was boring. It, it, it was like it, it was like playing a video game where where the, where the where like the fight to get through the fortress to the final boss is way more fun than the final boss because you because because you're able to just cheese like one or two moves. And so that's it. like all of Dark Souls. Oh my God, you're right. Shots fired. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I <love that>. <laughs> uh, but no, but I, I, I entirely agree. I, I think that's the thing is there's like, this is, this is, this movie is so half and half for me sometimes. Right. Like I understand where you're coming from. Like even as somebody has outside the genre, what do you think of the story as a whole outside of the genre? Because I mean, outside of the context of the books, because I'm actually super interested because for me, personally like it's very 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 hard for me not to think of all the missed opportunities in terms of this piece and so maybe i'm extra Mm -hmm. hating it on it but at the same time i do think that the internal narrative of this film while very solid and straightforward is kind of boring i think that i i would have to agree with that like it was just very it it was kind of by the numbers were like by by the by the numbers kind of riding on rails like I, I i i think i thinking back to it when i when i was in the, when i was in the when i was in the movies the watching it i was i wasn't thinking about it then of course because i'm trying to like just watch the movie but thinking back to it it's like you could kind of predict how it was gonna go kid has dreams they're really creepy no one believes him he finds a way to the world he finds a way to the world to the world where it goes he he he, he finds the hero the hero doesn't like him but he doesn't like him but then he finds some way but then he finds some way to believe him bad guy comes along they bad guy comes along they go they go to a village everything's revealed or at least everything put in quotes and then yeah. they eventually make their way and it's like how many movies have we had like this already yeah. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's it's definitely like hero's journey. Do you know what I mean? And like, and that's and that's and that's like you. man with a thousand faces. I'm not here to criticize the trope a little bit because like I li- like the trope is very very good. And one of the things that like I want to do is like you know reclamation of tropes in terms of putting them into new contexts. Is like hero's journey. Like I, I don't mean to mean this mean Peter, but like how many like like stories with black people actually get to do like a full hero's journey saga? Not many. You're right. No, and 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 that's cool. I just think that. Yeah. 
it's so sad that it's done on the back of like specifically the dark tower for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, that's not like the problem with the film. The problem is like weird beats where like he murders his mother and, and, then, and then he's like over it because he shot a bottle. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? That's all, that's all it took it, was learning the gunslinger's like, oath and is everything saying, is like, all right. Also like a kind of a little bit nonsense. That's a, that's a criticism of books, but like a nonsensical kind of like thing out of context of the books because it's not, it doesn't make any sense out of the context of the books that they don't really explain uh, you know, the forgetting the face of the father thing. <laughs> he just like teaches the kid. Yeah, the, yeah, I didn't quite get that. Yeah, the other thing, spoilers for the books ahead, like the kid just dies in the books. <laughs> like what? Like the like the gunslinger just lets him die. <laughs> like he just falls off a cliff. And that, well actually wow. that's that's different. It's actually more complicated than that. So in the books, like the kid to go to the other world dies and gets hit by a car. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's very different. But that, and that's the thing is like the books are a lot more of a different animal in terms of being original in that sort of way. And I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of it's tuned down in this way and pushes it back towards the Percy Jackson take. But then there'll be these weird asides, which are just like pushed more towards the King's side of making the narrative make sense. So it's like, you know, he doesn't die. He goes through a magical portal that's in a house. Cool. But then his mother is burned alive. Yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, funny, funny enough, you you bringing up how how in the book he how in the book he like gets he gets hit by a car and dies to go to the other world. That 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 reminds me of of uh, what game was it? Uh, Persona Persona Three, where where each character has to like shoot themselves like totally like without hesitation in order to like have their summon come up, and it's like that's how it works in the books. That's pretty gruesome. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, Persona, oh man, Persona. That's a beast. I, I remember then, the, like the what, some of the original, like that's 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 Persona is intense. Persona is. I, I I sometimes this is the moments when I really wish that like save point was still a thing for us, and that we need to figure out like a different method of us talking about this stuff. Yeah, because like. It would be it would be so cool to go into like the Jungian psychology of Persona because Persona is so intense and so rooted in actual philosophical systems in terms of Jung and like the ego and the super id and all the things that come out like it's so so cool. As I've been told, which is why it's a shame that I haven't played any of them. No, yeah, dude, they're. I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I like the, I like the concept of hell and back, but damn, if they're not hard to get into for me a little bit, like, That's it's really hard. I, like, I'm at the point in my life, like, like people are like, I, I really think that, like, I, and I've said this on Save Point about a bajillion times, but like, I really want like narratives to be less open world because I just don't have the fucking time for 80 hour games anymore. Yeah, <sighs> we have things to do. So depressing. Okay, anyway. sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk specifically about Dark Tower. What do you think? Um, I'm, I'm curious more too about the plot and the perspective. What do you think of the mm-hmm. boys' performance? There were times where there were times where I, where I was. Where, <sighs> it was a little lackluster at times. He, he he didn't seem fully committed to like to. I am here, and pre- I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it in words exactly. Like, he, like it, it, it just didn't seem like his performance was exactly all there the whole time, as like this kid running behind a gunslinger. I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird to describe for me, at least. Yeah. I don't have the words. I think, I think it, I think, I, I can't decide whose emotional journey we're like participating in at what point. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like at some points we're participating in the gunslinger, like the protagonist position is really, really split. And you can tell that the narrative of the books is, is like, cause it's the, the gunslinger in the books. And that's uh-huh. 
cool. That's the purpose of the books. But right. in here, it's like splitting the narrative both ways, and it and it suffers both times because it's like it seems to pull all of their emotional breakthroughs and journey ish elements out of their ass. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, there's all, like a ton of elements that just get left on the floor. Like the fact that he like murders the whole village and then kills mm-hmm. the other girl that shines and then just like, it's never addressed. Like they never have a moment or like how they, they destroy oh, his compound yeah. and all those other children he was using to shine were just in the background, obviously got killed by that exploded compound. Yeah. And, and, and like, and, and we don't really have, we don't really get that much time to, 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 to dwell on how his mom's boyfriend or or like husband at that point was he? A yeah, he just got murdered. Yeah, like just I just like, got murdered, and, 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 and like we also, get like two like, minutes of that. Can we just like not play like like stepdads get a bad rap, guys? Like they really like do. like there are I'm sure there are like truly bad stepdads out there. Like I'm not doubting that, and that's like a concept. But damn, if like can we just have like a nice stepdad in a movie? Or like I mean Please. I know that there's like Daddy's Home and that's Will Ferrell. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, even in that context, it's like emasculating the idea of a stepdad. I don't know, man. It's just, yeah. I mean, I mean, Mark Wahlberg's the biological dad. Sorry, Katie's in the background. She's disagreeing with me about, uh, daddy's home, which is just hilarious that we're actually having that conversation. I mean, 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 in in the trailer for daddy's home too, we we even get a, we even get a a line from who who is it? Mel Gibson's character. Who's like, I don't, I don't have a problem with your son being emasculated by, 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 by by your, by your, by your ex's new husband. I'm just like, what? Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, you have like this, this like back and forth and it's just like stepdads are either it's, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I'm defending stepdads uh, here. Uh, But I just, sometimes I feel like, like we just have like, especially in stuff like Percy Jackson, which this seems to be, you know, bringing up a bunch of illusions for me. It just has this narrative uh-huh. of like, you know, the kid, you know, is more important than he thinks and all this other elements. And then on top of that, in combination with like, you know, kind of this alternate world and all the other uh-huh. things, it's just, ah, it's just, it's just very, it's just very hard for me to sort of like, uh, you know, like this style of narrative. Cause it's, it, I don't, I don't understand where it fits in with like the broader zeitgeist. And it's, it's, it feels like a movie from five to six years ago. I can agree with that. Yeah. It feels like a different, like kind of like a nineties kid movie. Like it, it almost has like a, yeah. like a hocus pocus kid in a new town sort of vibe. That's weird to me. Mm, and I don't, okay. it's, it's not something that we see a lot of anymore. And it's not something that I'm necessarily upset that went away. Yeah, it's something. It's something that I would expect to that that I, that I it's something that I would almost expect to eventually to eventually in like two years see start like like I have pop up on what used to be called ABC Family, but what I mm-hmm. now think is called Freeform. Whatever, whatever that, whatever the, whatever the channel is now called. I think, hey, I think the did, name changed. Like the past did year. ABC Family become Freeform? Yeah. Yep. Katie said it. Oh, boom, Katie knows. Go. Yeah. No. Thanks, she's Katie. Master of all things Disney. Love you, babe. I only know because Pretty Little Liars is on Freeform, so she definitely knows. Um, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> did you see the finale? I haven't. I, I've only seen a couple of episodes of that. Of oh that my god! Show, I don't want to spoil it for you. Are you gonna, that, are you gonna ever watch it? Because the ending is amazing. Really? Yeah, there's there's like there's an actual evil twin. It's great. Oh, dude. 
with a Brit with a terrible British accent. <laughs> she's she's her she's her. It's amazing. It's it, 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 she's her evil British twin. It's great. evil Brit. That is that, that's like that's like Parent Trap gone wrong. Oh yeah, no, it's totally terrible. All right, I know, I know, it hasn't been very long. We're probably going to wrap it up a little bit early this week because yeah, I, I mean, I, not, if you have something else, like I really dislike this movie. I love <laughs> to death the concept, everything that's happening, everything about it. But in execution, I can't escape my own thoughts on the book. And if you like the books, you're going to hate this movie. And furthermore, I don't think the movie is very successful on its own as such. Yeah, and the, I think the, I think the, the, the narrative is overall as sparse as is, is as sparse as like just the wastelands that they were in. Bland, bland is bland, and that's even that's a worse kind of accusation in, to my mind than just being kind of funny bad. And that's and that maybe that's some of the, some of the things because the jokes actually hit for a lot of the some of the stuff. Like you know uh-huh. the bullets jokes in the trailer actually works for me a little bit. But like outside of that, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing too is like all the coolest gun moments are in the trailer. True. And I'm it, sorry, it, like it, his it gunslinger, was, was an, yeah, his gunslinger moment, like hero moments when he like reloads his gun, like and like flips it through the air and fires is super uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, it, it, it was another case of don't mess with the Zohan, where all the best jokes were in the trailer and commercials, and it's like, yeah, oh, damn it, Adam yeah. Sandler. Adam Sandler. No, and, and even more so to the point, like uh, you know, it's. Uh, I still thought when it was when he started bouncing bullets off metal surfaces and hitting people was super cool. That was cool. Yeah. When he and I mean, first off though, like the physics of the fact that he fired a bullet at the man in black, then fired another bullet. The distance that that bullet would have had to have traveled at an angle, bounced off a surface, does not make any sense. <laughs> no sense. He would have had to have fired. It would have made sense perfectly if he fired the bounce bullet first and then fired the other bullet. Yes. That would have worked. But like, it doesn't make any sense. From sorry. I know that's really it, stupid. It, like I love the, the concept of somebody bouncing bullets in to kill somebody is so cool to me, and I just want like that sort of supernatural gunslinger. Seriously, right. somebody out there needs like, to go make this movie and just like not have it associated with Stephen King's work and just go and do. Yeah, like, I, I, do, I, do, I do. Do you remember the movie from two thousand eight with with uh, Angelina Jolie and um, right. and uh, right wanted and, and, yeah, yeah. wanted yes yeah that was that kind of shit. Yeah, I want that shit. I want like you know, no one's got it. Like, and that's another movie that is like totally unadapted from the original source works because. And the original source works is like, you know, villains have taken over the world and it's like, you know, it's, 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 it, they're super villains and it's a lot, it's a super, Wanted is a super cool, if fuck, totally fucked up comic. Uh, mm-hmm. And the movie itself is just sort of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, I guess like if, you, if you're trying to shoot short for realism's sake, like you always, you're always going to end up with something blander if you're just worried about making the movie seem realistic, which people aren't as worried now as today with Marvel and stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, you either needed to commit to doing eight movies of this or you just need not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird way to work out. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and do scores. Uh, Peter, you're going to be at first. Ugh, um, Rough. I, know. I was no, no, like, like I, I, I have legitimate, this is one of those times where I have legitimately rethought what I was going to give this film. At first I thought I was going to give it a six, but after talking about it, like I'm bringing this movie down to, a five if you are someone who has not read the book at all or 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 even or even if you have but you're not like as dedicated to it as 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 many people are then you will find this movie passable you will find it okay it is an okay action film to see you know on like some random tuesday through thursday afternoon oh, just go see with a couple of friends <laughs> yeah to just, just go see Mate, with a couple of friends and this is a great tv movie 
Yeah, exactly. If yeah, it comes on like, TV no, and there's really nothing else to watch, you'll be like, I'll watch it. It's cool. Yeah, it's if, fine. If it was, here's what I'd say. If it was about like halfway through this movie and it pops up on TV, that's the perfect context for the only... Actually, <laughs> that is actually the only context in which I might rewatch this movie. If oh, it was my like, goodness. Because if it was in that beginning part with the kid, I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 for, 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 me, for, me, for me, my biggest gripe with this movie, and it ended up being something that carried over to the entire film... With, with several scenes, in, inclu- including that final fight uh, but, but, between the gunslinger and the man in black, there was just a sense of scale and epicness that was missing from that was mm-hmm. missing for me, mm-hmm. and 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 cheap. I never and there was never like really any risk, like I, I, I there was never there was never a moment where I was like they could fail. Yeah, and also just like how the production looks super cheap. That that too, yeah. honestly. And it's not it's I mean its budget is sixty million, so like right. that's that's a that's actually a pretty For this movie it's a small Yeah, I know. Like seriously, it's actually like a pretty small budget for like what it is. Like it should be able to miss that back, but I bet it I bet you it still loses money. Um but I think that's True. the issue too, is that like some of the sets, some of the villains, some of the stuff, it just doesn't look good, guys. So it's not even like a great like yeah. effects extravaganza. I give it I give it a four out of ten. Um it's bad. I do not recommend you go to it. Uh they're making a Dark Tower seat T V series right now as well. And uh with, Are they really? Yeah, they are. Like right now wow. with the films. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, wow. And I'm much more excited about that. <laughs> I think the production's balance is fine. I'm gonna have to look this up. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I need to. I need to look up. Uh, I need to look up specifically. Uh, when was that TV series coming out, Bay? Okay, she's uh, Katie Boyd. Everyone, she gets episode credit because she's my fact checker. Um, Thanks, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as a whole, I just think that, like, man, this is. This this movie is a stinker, but it has so much there that I didn't know I wanted. I didn't know that I wanted modernized westerns. I didn't know I wanted like almost a cross between a superhero and a gunslinger. I didn't know that I wanted like kind of this like you know almost this classical western like man in black is the devil type of like you know just sort of like like a kind of a, like a redo of like the classical myth- mythos of the western done in like a straightforward superhero style because that sounds super cool to me and this yeah. is not that movie <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, it, and, so, so, and, and just with just with idris elba's character like like gunslinger by himself much 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 like much like how i didn't know that i wanted it, like idris elba in in the mcu as as, as heimdall like just, like just like standing and watching over everything I didn't know I needed Idris Elba in a in a, tra- in a trench coat shooting guns, killing everything. Right, right. It's 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 something I totally want, and especially with like and that like that was the thing is like in the trailer, like I I literally like took that image into like our D and D game because like that imagery of yes. Idris Elba, I made it a I made it a female elf and but and she had wands instead of guns, but it was you know it's still cool. But the point is like right. that I mean, that imagery that is so. Fucking cool, and that and like that sold me on the movie from the fact of like Idris Elba, like you know all his like cool like gunslinging nature and all that stuff. It's so cool, and I'm so ready for it. And I just, I just, man, it just everything else lets you down like really hard. True, it's it's a real disappointment. Still, my favorite costume he's ever worn, though. Same. Yeah. Right. Like, like I like that the roughness of it. 
the Pico. Well, 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 well honest, honestly, I, I'm, I'm at a crossroads between this costume and Heimdall, to be perfectly honest, just because it's like, I get, because it's like, it, like Elba is a badass. I am here for it every day. Sorry, any, I, didn't, anytime. I didn't mean, I didn't mean uh, Peacoat. I meant his vest. And uh, Katie informs me that he was wearing a duster. And I apologize. Ah, yeah. Oops. Katie the oh, well, oh, well, then she's well, then, well, then, well, then she's also correcting me because they call it a trench coat. I am so sorry, Katie. No, I know. We're so wrong. <laughs> We're this, so bad. This has been P-Dog and Sticky. You've been listening to the Movie Gang <laughs> Podcast. This has, of course, been Peter Dancy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> I've been your host, Jack Newman. If you want to hear more from us... Oh, by the way, we gave it a 4.5 out of 10, so... <laughs> yeah, <it was> just, <laughs> As a final note. As, yeah, a final note, whatever. Uh, head on over to TuscanShed.com and go check out all the other podcasts, including in a couple minutes we're going to go over, be recording a Feast for Bros, so go check that out. You can also I check out... I am so excited for that. I know, I ram- this was one of the best episodes. Oh my god, okay. Animania is, is also over there, Geekspace9. Go check out all our other podcasts, and of course, head on over there to TuscanShed.com com backslash support us and figure out a myriad number of ways to come help the Tuscan Shed Media Network, including the Movie Gang Podcast. From everyone here, including P Dog, and I'm been your host, Mister Sticky. Which I yeah, I don't even know what this alternative shock jock. I, I fuck it. Just you know, at least for today, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, it's fun. yeah. It sounds it sounds like a masturbation joke, and it just wasn't ever. So wow, <laughs> I didn't even come close to taking it there, but you did. We were 37 minutes in, and you were just like, "Nope, not not, not gonna touch it." And not then you just had to go. Don't let it go. Bye, guys. Woo. Bye.